You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Okay. Liger. How's your food? Hey, guys. Sweet. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. I don't know why I called you guys at the beginning. It should have been lovers. Sure. I thought you were going to say well, you were worried about the plural when it's probably just one. But I guess, you know, somebody could be playing this mm-hmm. in a car with somebody else in the car, or maybe they just like it so much they're playing it. With a couple of people. That'd be amazing, but I don't think people listen to podcasts that way. Anyway, my name is Koji. I am a part-time podcast guest and full-time fucking space cadet. Hi. Oh, my God. I just told my, uh, um, my good... Fr- <laughs> and with me, as always, is my good friend and Mike. humongous pothead, Andrew Patterson. <laughs> I just told Andrew. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just told Andrew a story about my uh, my weekend at the what is essentially Toronto's uh, weed edible festival. Uh, it was yeah. interesting to say the least. Yeah. But I also said that I was two a po- days ago part time podcast guest. Yeah. You also said that I'm a huge pothead. Well, yeah. <laughs> N- untrue. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> You're you're a moderate sized pothead. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I did say that I was a podcast guest, and um, I am. You guys should check out. I think it's either this week or next week, maybe. A podcast called Overrated. Um, a friend of a friend of mine introduced me to them, and they've now become friends of mine. Uh, the Overrated podcast is a show where the guest suggests a movie they think is overrated. They discuss why they think it's overrated. Oh, shit. And then they put forward a better alternative We got to do some sort of collaboration. Oh, they're going to be on the show. Amazing. Yeah. News to me. Well, I listener, just, news to me. Yeah. yeah. I just, on mic, a little on mic up, because uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. I just talked to them. They, they've, they've already planned out a You Gotta Love It and a Hidden Gem for us. But I also think that we should do some... Further collaboration in some way. So uh, check out that episode. My overrated uh, movie was Looper. Yeah. Okay. And my replacement was Time Crimes. Interesting. But you have to understand why. I I won't give too much away. Maybe we can talk about it later. But yeah. Anyway, let's talk about our podcast. Let's do it. Because this week we have this was an old school week, which yeah, we haven't done throwback this at episode. All once. Yeah, we haven't done this one time in our what are we on seventy eight, something like that. Seventy six. No, more than that. I, I would say seventy eight or seventy nine, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this week we have for the hidden gem a movie called Kiss Me Deadly. Correct. Uh. Nineteen fifty five. There was a remake. We're talking about the the OG version. I kind of want to watch the remake now and see what it's all about. Yeah. You know, because um, whoever suggested this movie and this came... I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. Well, when you... Uh, f- James Edward Clark. Oh, really? Like, yeah. He... I believe you have some of his comics. Evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He's a Toronto-based uh, illustrator, comic comic artist. Actually, don't know what he fancies, like what he how he styles himself. But those are both things that he does. Right. I draw with him pretty much every week, and he heard about the podcast and was like, "Yo, these are the movies." He, he, yes, he seems to be very knowledgeable about many bygone eras of both music and film. I believe he would probably call it cinema. Cinema. But like, no, but like not in like a, not in like a douchey way. No, I'm just kidding. You know, like he's just like, he just knows a lot of old stuff. It would seem. Yeah. So as far as this hidden gem is concerned, um, he hit the nail on the head for me squarely because I have a strong, strong love of film noir. Yeah. And... The almost the hammier or the more by the books in a wire it is, mm. the more I love it. The, where it's either the the dame shows up in the beginning, mm-hmm. she's all distraught, goes into this PI's office, and he wants nothing to do with her, but she convinces him, and mm-hmm. then in the end, it turns out that she's uh, the perpetrator, mm-hmm. you know, against him. Or in this case, you know, a dame shows up, uh, the PI he almost hits her with his car. Yeah, and he's like, "What are you doing? Get out of my way!" Yeah, you know. But then, I should have thrown you over that cliff back there. Right, and then he gets enthralled in the whole thing. She dies, and so now it's like a, it's almost like a vengeance mission because he's like, "You've," and he gets wronged in the process, right? So he's like, no. "You've wronged me. This girl's dead. She asked for my help. Now, like, I, I'm like a dog with a bone." Yeah, you know. And this movie kind of plays out like that, except the ending, when you find out the impetus for the whole story. It's unlike any noir, you know, before it. It's almost like Pulp Fiction-esque, right? Yeah, with the suitcase. Yeah, or yeah. like um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. You know? It's cool, though. Did you like it? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes so- and no. One, th- I kept thinking about how much I enjoyed, um, like, Brubaker comics, mm-hmm. uh, of which I w- want to read even more. There's so many out there that he's done that yeah. I haven't read, but like fit like the fade out, the fade out, the fade out. Yes. This more the fade out because yeah. the actors and stuff, but I haven't finished the fade out yet, but just reminded me of that sort of like, again, just the noirness of it all, but yeah. I haven't watched a lot of actual noir movies de- by definition. I have a suggestion and I have a suggestion for the end of the episode that you've just reminded me of now. So perfect. So that was, uh, yeah, it was an experience for me. And like, it's funny because I feel like, so I love Brick. Yeah. Right? Styled after noir. But what's funny is that Brick is styled after noir, and I watched it without really having seen... Any noirs? Any noir Like, that hey, I could think you, of. I'm but you sure still loved it. it, though? I love... Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was great because I understood. Okay. You know, like, it wasn't like... You, you, the genre wasn't new to you, yeah. I guess. I was aware of what they were pointing at. Yeah. Via pop culture references, basically. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like without having seen a full movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I get what's going on here. But then seeing like a true 50s noir film. Yeah. I like wasn't ready for it. (laughs) A lot of amazing open hand slaps. Yeah. And just like. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part is when he grabs that clerk and he's just like. I just couldn't. It. I did, like I liked it, but it was just like it was weird, you know. Like it was <laughs> almost like uh, it like exceeded my expectation for. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate. Basically, what I'm saying is like when I saw movies that are tributes to noir films, yeah, you'd think that a tribute would ham it up more, yeah. But like the source material is way way more noir 
than like I could have possibly imagined is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, yeah. Watching it, I was just like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Like, it's almost like by the books or something. Like super. Yeah. It, Excessively, yeah. but so. It, it sounds, it seems like it, it is like a, not a farce, but like, yeah. you know. You know who I really liked? Who's that? I don't know the actor's name. The guy that was like the, I'm revoking your license. You know, the white haired dude that works for the. Oh yeah, yeah. What the guy in the in the Lacoste polo? The smoothest voice. Yeah. And I, when I was watching it, I was like, "This isn't something that I feel like you notice anymore in film because the, there's sensory overload, really, even the most simple films." But like, the attention to sound in both of the movies we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, in a time when the technology was not there and they were, you know, coming up with all these wacky ways. This basically what I'm saying is the sound wasn't very good. But like vocally, yeah, I just noticed this guy's voice immediately. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that guy has an incredible voice. It's just really nice to listen to. Yeah, and the more you think about it, a lot of these sort of uh, you know actors from sort of bygone era, <clears throat> that's something you notice. Like, yeah, uh, any of them. They have the, like, Hep, the Hepburns, like the Grants. radio voices. Yeah, and you're just like, whoa! Like, and and there's so much focus on the dialogue instead of like CG and sound effects and score and all of these other things. Right. That um, I don't know it's really interesting. I and I that was something that I liked about it. I was, I noticed that in both these movies where I was yeah. really paying attention to. So really quickly, because um, I we didn't do it at the top. This movie is about uh, a guy who encounters a girl running essentially naked down the street, but she's wearing a jacket, uh, picks her up, helps her out, and she explains that she's in danger, people are after her, and all she says is, if I don't make it, remember me. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up... He, We don't really know what happens. He just wakes up. They get it, like... They come upon like a blockade. Yeah, they get waylaid somehow. He wakes up in like a hospital, I suppose, and she's gone. She's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, but it turns out that he is a private eye who mainly looks after cheating husband and wife cases, which is like, as but in a hilarious way, right? <laughs> but it's kind of like as by the numbers as you can get. So like he has private eye experience, and that's like to go off on a tangent for a second. This is the reason why I loved season one of Jessica Jones so much mm. because it like plays off the whole n- noir thing, but as a superhero, right? Because she's yeah. like. She has the whole like drunken detective agency with like a shitty room. Anyway, um, and say so he has all that stuff, right? Yeah. And and then um, he kind of just digs deeper. The cops don't want him to dig any deeper. The the uh, people that he's looking for know who he is because they waylaid him, I guess, in the beginning, and plant a bomb in his car at one point. Start killing the people around him, and he's still like that. Just makes him angrier. So he's like, "Well, fuck you! Now I really have to find you." <laughs> uh, kidnap the the girl that he's interested in, and uh, eventually it becomes a movie of him trying to rescue her. Yeah, uh, even after he finds out all the players. So unlike like a real noir, like parlor mystery, he doesn't like gather everyone up in a room and says, "One of you is a killer," you know, like one yeah. of that shit. But uh, yeah, no, that's essentially the movie without giving away too much. There's at the end, the like MacGuffin of the whole movie is bizarre, though. It's kind of like we said, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark or, or Pulp Fiction or something. Yeah. You're the entire time. You're like, what's in the case? What's in the case? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it good. I, it's lo- good. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, 
yeah it's interesting for sure that um there's not much to hate about it i don't think like no. what, what well we're not supposed it was a hidden gem but i right? just mean like because it's a hidden gem i feel like we, we have more leeway to criticize it but i can't really think of any serious criticisms i have with the movie yeah i mean you got to understand the genre it lives within and i there's certain allowances i guess for behavior and like you know Mm-hmm. treatment of women treatment like it's just that you understand that this is not real if that makes sense yeah. that would be my only you know just because like if well, you went in totally blind not understand whatever yeah. but that's what i mean like not understanding like you really have to look at the it doesn't exist in a vacuum you have to look no. at all of the surrounding stuff because like it kind of ca- it was like it caught me off guard both of these movies actually i was just like whoa this is like really heavy on the like Mad Men esque like but that glorifying, I, yeah, I think male masculinity. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. But but because we haven't done an episode where we've looked at films like this, but generally it, they're modern. So when something like that comes up, you're like, "What's wrong with you?" Like when you know we read a comic and we're like, "Well, this guy clearly like has it out for like women or yeah. minorities or whatever it might but be." Interestingly, both these movies, the one that we're about to talk to and the one we're just talking no. about, uh, has women in uh, like a high position of power. Con- yeah. Right. Like yes and no. Well, the the next one especially, sort of. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it. I mean, she. Should we just start talking about it? Because I don't really. Ha- I mean, like, yeah, okay. Speed Deadly was just. I guess we can get into it now. Yeah, the let's next, do it. The the you gotta love it you was. Know, is our Caribbean food here yet? No, it's taking a long ass time. Oh, so hungry. Um, the next movie, the you gotta love it for the week was, um, Cleopatra, starring right. um, what's her name? Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Mm. as the titular character. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I also liked this movie. Well, no, I'll, no. <laughs> well, well, okay, hold on. <laughs> I didn't l- like this, like in a vacuum, if someone was like, you want to watch this movie? I'd be like, no. <laughs> but I didn't hate it because a few things. I, well, okay. The first I movie. so many notes. The first so movie I thought notes. was paced really well. For like a murder mystery, mm-hmm. this movie I thought had pacing issues, but yeah, the third act was. I attributed kind of it snorefest. I attributed it more to, you know, them trying to make a period piece in the fifties mm. than I did bad movie. Like I feel like yeah. that's the way that it, we watched Satyricon as yeah. an example, and we were like, mm, I don't know. But the more I thought about it after the fact, I was like, no, this is a great movie. We're just not used to this kind of movie, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how I felt about. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Um, so it essentially is the story of Cleopatra, Caesar coming to Egypt, um, or the Middle East, I guess, not really yeah. Egypt. Mark Antony, um, Brutus. Yeah. The whole the whole lot. Right. Uh, and y- I kept thinking that this was like the 1950s version of, what's that movie with Brad Pitt? Troy. Where, where he plays Achille- Achilles, yeah. Troy. Yeah. This is like the 50s version so of Troy. the... F- First of all, one thing that I was like, yo, you know what I love about this? That I wish movies had, and I'm surprised even that like a Tarantino doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the overture. Yeah. On like what we watched, like, and and then at the, there was an intermission that they, in the version we watched, moved to the end. But yeah. like, we become so, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily criticizing this. Mm-hmm. This is like a whole, you could fill a whole other series of podcasts with how I feel about advertising and marketing etc but right you know in film now so much of it has to do with marketing and money uh 
other than like Pixar maybe ha- having shorts at the beginning of their film. Yeah. Like how sick would it be? I would pay the same way that I paid to see Hateful Eight in you know, and like and Dunkirk. Yeah. You know, in the one theater in Toronto that sh- displays uh, the Is extra wide format. Yeah. yeah. I would pay to like go where when you walk into the theater, there's like an overture. Like, you know, you're as you're see instead of it being like fucking like, here's the combos we have at the vendors and, you know, like ads for cards and insurance and stuff and yeah. then showing ads and then showing trailers. If it was an experience where you went in and it was just like as people were taking their seats, there's just like instrumental music playing. Yeah. You know, and it's just sort of like, okay, everybody get settled, get ready for this experience. And then like, here's the first half of the movie. Okay, we'll take a break come back for the second half and then be played out instead of like this like credit you know yeah. like it's just like okay i feel like the movie the theater that we saw the beguiling in should have that yeah that'd be amazing yeah i'm sure they do anyway that was really cool and then the thing that blew my mind right out of the gates mm-hmm. and i did some research after the fact this movie's scope was unbelievable I feel like even by today's standards, when I considered when this was filmed, yeah, the set pieces, yeah, it's crazy. Like I was like, where did they film this shit? The, when they first arrived to Egypt and they come into that port, I'm like, where are they? Yeah, that they have like fucking like literally like two thousand extras in this bustling market. You could tell part of it was a matte painting. Yeah, but that's what made it even crazier is that it wasn't like they were just in egypt i kept thinking of season in alexandria yeah, like I it was like the, of, um scenes from hail caesar or something yeah you know oh, what i mean it's yeah, like so yeah. but and and so i don't know if you did any research and there's no cg or anything obviously yeah it's all matte paintings and set piece in the like the parade no i didn't do any research though. the parade where they're like pulling the giant black like sphinx like yeah you yeah. know through that gate and i was just like holy fuck like this is absolutely bananas and for that sole fact I would recommend this movie aside from loving it or not, because I feel like people, people that are into film complain about the reliance on CG these days and people who are not into film maybe don't notice it as much, but still I think things that have less CG resonate more with people. even if They don't realize why this movie is over 50 years old and it has some of the most insane costuming over 60 years old. Yeah. It's yeah. The the, costumes the sets the the actual fighting is is appropriate for the time this came out it's pretty lame if you're actually looking at what's happening with the extras it's like really really poorly done but the scale of everything that happens is like was hard for me to fathom like i was actually watching it just like there are parts of the movie where i couldn't focus because i was just like how did they coordinate this right at this time like this was was this like the golden age of cinema where but then what I came to discover is that this movie went wildly over budget. Sets were rebuilt. Like it, it basically it made the equivalent of like something like four hundred and forty million dollars US, U.S. today mm-hmm. at the time. Adjusting for inflation, yeah. But yeah, adjusting for inflation. But it cost them so much. It cost them like three hundred. Basically, what happened was it was like the most expensive movie to be made that didn't break even or something i can't even remember what it but it was like this absurd there's just pages written about how there was difficulty with the actors there was a scandal with like elizabeth taylor and one of the uh i can't remember which dude it was but so there's so much around this movie beyond just the movie itself it's just like 
it's just extra as the kids say these days <laughs> yeah. this movie is extra you're just yeah. watching it like holy shit like all of the sets at the beginning when when caesar is in egypt yeah are nuts like when he's just inside those yeah, rooms, yeah. It's like so crazy every detail and the rooms are massive like the room where cleopatra is like reclining constantly yeah when like her handmaiden drinks the drinks the poison wine and like dies and then her other like handmaiden runs yeah. and like instead of just running off camera the camera zooms out and follows her and she runs like fucking like 200 meters through this huge yeah anyway i don't need to continue to go on but basically i think it's worth it just to see some truly astounding set yeah. pieces yeah they tonight. really they really put it together i also think that the acting in this movie i i like aspects of it so like Caesar coming to, you know, coming to Egypt and like, he's essentially like Bit, an American, yeah. you know, like an, it, to, to use like a modern day sort of comparison. He's kind or of like, like Britain visiting a colony kind of. Right. But he, I mean, he, his attitude is like cavalier, like an, like the oh, typical yeah. Americans would be sure. And like not knowing any of the customs and whatever. And like who he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And then, yo, you burned our library. Yes. I'm terribly sorry. Now, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> we have more important matters. But when, when they're introducing the like prince or whatever, the king, uh, the Pharaoh, I guess, Ptolemy. I don't know, whatever. He's just yeah. like, yes, yes. King Ptolemy. You're, you're very special. You've got a lot of, uh, you've got a lot of like stuff, uh, whatever that whatever come prefixes before your name you know mm -hmm. whatever I, I can't remember the exact language he's like yeah. i'm i'm important you're important okay let's talk you know yeah and even um when he's like uh with cleopatra and she's like he's so condescending you're not supposed to be looking at like they're doing that ceremony he's like no one looks at me everyone's supposed to kneel and he and she's like he's like well if nobody's looking how do they know i'm looking at you <laughs> and, and then like he kneels and his other like braggadocio buddies are like he's fucking kneeling are you <laughs> kidding me you know what i mean you don't pick up that baby bro don't yeah. pick up the baby and then he picks up the baby and they're just like ah, all right well fuck it yeah whatever the whole thing is like that first half you know where he's just like they're kind of sussing each other out i thought it was like hilarious it's almost. like the hangover but in ancient egypt and rome Kind of. Just a group of buddies going on, getting into some hijinks that just happened. The millions of lives hang in the balance. Right. And, uh, and then it gets weird. So, like, I mean, I guess we don't really need to recap the story. It's like a semi-historical account of Caesar basically follows uh, Pompey yeah. to Egypt because he's basically defeated him in battle and Pompey's like running. Yeah. And then he goes to Egypt where there is a brother and sister, Ptolemy and Cleopatra, who are basically at war. The kingdom was the kingdom was like left in their hands, like joint yeah. to rule jointly, but they're not getting along. So Caesar's like, all right, first of all, I got to go find Pompey. Second of all, I got to sort out this brother and sister situation because it's no good for Rome if Egypt is at war. And that's basically the premise for the movie. And then like shit goes down. It's kind of like a romantic drama. Of course, Caesar falls in love with Cleopatra. But she's angling for him to rule. Like she wants him to change the world. I think she she like she's trying to seduce him essentially, so that yeah. so that they can work together to to take things over. Yeah, right. That's kind of where where I was getting at before, where it's just like, oh you know, yeah, she, she's not she's not just like sitting there. He falls in love with her, and he like wins her over, and he's like, fuck you now, sure. it's mine. You know, like yeah. it's her doing. Right? Yeah, it just felt, I guess, the delivery of a lot of it felt very 
again, I'll just use the phrase like of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it wasn't like Charlize Theron in Mad Max. It was like she was just kind of like still. Well, she's at his wit. Like, well, she's kind of at least at first when when he's when they're like winning each other over, or whatever. She's pretending to, to to like. I mean, they both know when they're talking to each other that like she's trying to like garner power and he has power and even though he's he's talking to her like i'm the strong man and she's like yeah you're such a strong man like but really they both know that she's like you know i'm we're, we're equals here yeah at first anyway until they until they like get together yeah, shit goes down yeah uh fuck dude yeah i don't even know i don't even know really what else to say. I kind of like well, that. But you know what I did really like, though, yeah. as well about this, a specific scene? I wish there was a little bit more of. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just my personal, I just like this type of historical stuff. I loved when we first see Rome again mm-hmm. and, like, all of the politicians are, like, sparring, verbally sparring right. on the steps. They just meet. There's a scene where there's, like, eight guys just meet. It's, like, Brutus and a bunch of other guys whose names I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And, like that way of it's one of the reasons that I fucking love house of cards because house of cards is like a modern version of this right. where like people don't say exactly what they mean. Yeah. They say what they mean poetically and without saying it directly kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just this whole sequence it. of like the, you know, whenever I read when I was like in history class or reading these books, this is, this scene is kind of how I imagine those things playing out where yeah. it's just a bunch of guys holding their robes, standing on the stair on these stairs of this, like, lavish you know structure and they're just kind of like just verbally spark it's like an eight minute scene or something where they're just kind of like one guy says something the other guy's like oh really well you know your tongue is much quicker than your head something 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 a bunch of stuff and they're like talking about stuff that has nothing to do with yeah and i loved it i was like oh i would love to see more of this but that's kind of your only glimpse of it after that they just kind of plot and scheme you should read uh, some plato and or socrates or Conversely, you should, Patch or maybe man. at the same time, you should also just watch season two of Spartacus, because mm. it's about the guy who owns the, uh, the slavers, uh, not the sla- the gladiators, whatever one a gladiator stable, but it's a, a lot of his like jockeying politically to power mm. type deal, which I feel like it's a yeah. Did the scene where Cleopatra comes to Rome remind you of the uh, parade at the end of? Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Now that you mention it, it's kind of like. And then they get that like glowing orb, and he like and like, fucking Jar Jar holds it up. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. And yells something, and then the credits roll. That's funny. But okay, it's basically the same thing. Let me ask you though: What about this movie? Do you think made it? A, you gotta love it to somebody. Because like, I I again, I'm not like in love with the film. I don't think it's fantastic, but there are aspects of it that I'm like, I'm glad I watched this movie. You know? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think... Um, Do we just have a lot of practice in watching fucking shitty movies? Maybe. I don't know. There's like a lot of... Uh, I honestly couldn't say. But I think it maybe just like... Both of these movies had sort of a heavy-handed delivery. Mm-hmm. One of them because it was like a noir film. Yeah. And one of them could be attributed, I guess, to the fact that it's sort of like a period drama and they were probably trying to be like maybe overly flowery and poetic or something. But 
one of them you expect it, the other maybe you don't expect it. So, but I don't know. Like I couldn't, I don't, I couldn't really tell you. Like I actually enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing yeah. and it had my attention. The end was a little bit, again, like I said, the final act kind of lost me a bit. Everything else was still there. The set, Pete, everything was like, look cool. But I was just kind of yeah. like, okay, I get, get on with it. Like I know what's happening here. Right. I was way more interested to see them connecting mm-hmm. than them like returning. And then the third part I didn't really care about, but I don't know. I really liked it. Um, you know what? I would almost attribute it to the fact that like w- w- the, uh, the James, the person in question who recommended these films to us, it's almost like when I look at his comics mm-hmm. and the stuff that, you know, he likes to draw stuff he enjoys reading. Cause he'll bring like comics often to, uh, the drawing sessions that we go to. Yeah. He definitely is into that kind of stuff. So it makes sense to me that a movie like Kiss Me Deadly would be like more up his alley or that he would enjoy or find funny or whatever it may be. Right. Whereas, you know, Cleopatra is kind of like it takes itself pretty seriously. You know what I mean? Right. Like throughout. Like there's not really there's a couple moments of humor. Uh like when she likes like, yo, your maps suck. And he's just like, No, they're fine. And then like after she's left, he brings his generals in and he's just like, hmm. Do you think our maps are maybe not as good as they could be? And the one guy's like, no, they're like, great. They're superior. And he's like, mm, no, I want them. I want them like redone. I want them improved. Like little like kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He's not, you know, yeah, he's not as like faultless and superior as you think he is. But like other than that, it takes itself very seriously. Right. Very seriously. So I don't know. It could be something like something along those lines. But I- I'll ask him next time I see him. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite classic cinema? Since we're we're looking at two cla- like, I don't know. It's so funny. One movies. of the other things that I really liked about watching this was that I had been so long since I watched a movie like this, mm-hmm. like Spartacus or like an old, fucking anything old. Right. You know, I don't know. Uh, I was watching uh, Fistful of Dollars the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I was kind of getting a kick out of, yeah. mostly for novelty. But I don't know, man. Like I can't think of. Uh, I can't really think of. I mean, what I, my favorite one would be. I kind don't know of, that I have a favorite. I do. I will say this. Yes. Yeah. Throughout college and right up until now, I really enjoy Casablanca. Okay. And most of my friends that's are fair. like, that's a fucking stupid movie. Well, apparently, and I just learned this today, Casablanca. <clears throat> there's references to Casablanca in Looper. So the bar that. Um, that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes to, mm-hmm. and he like that that girl that he likes works at. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember the name of it right now. Is the same bar that uh, um, what's his name from Casablanca says that they met at initially was at that bar. Oh, weird. Was it, the same name. Cut. Yeah, and then the Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character with his like. 50s ties and his whole like get up is apparently like the whole there's a bunch of homage stuff to Casablanca in yeah in Looper it, 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 I really I did enjoy it the first time I saw it and then also uh, in Disney World uh, in Orlando at MGM or Hollywood Studios it's now called mm-hmm. they have a ride called the great movie ride mm-hmm. which uh, just will always hold a place in my heart like I've gone on that ride probably hundreds of times. It's kind of funny you mentioned that. I was obsessed with it when I was really little and it just never wavered mm-hmm. as I aged. And one of the 
for if you're unfamiliar, you've never been on this ride. It's basically like uh, not even a roller coaster. It's just like it seats like 30 people. You sit in this giant car or not even a car, just like a, you know, like a moving vehicle. And mm-hmm. you move through all of these like animatronic populated classic movie scenes. Um, and it always just makes me really nostalgic for just film, right. which is the whole point. But the, one of the one of the final sequences, or not even the final, it's quite early on. You go by the famous uh, at the airport, you know, the right. plane propeller, and yeah. the plane propeller spins, and it just like is it's just engra- laser engraved in my mind. So I just have very fond memories of like that ride, that movie. So my favorite piece of classic cinema. Well, other than, other than Le Jeté, which is like amazing. The basis for 12 Monkeys and actually the basis for this other movie that I'm about to mention. I also fell in love with in Florida at Universal Studios Ooh. during the <clears throat> they had. I, I don't know. I don't think they still have it anymore, but the Alfred Hitchcock experience. You'd go through. It was a similar thing. Kind of oh, like a that's ride. a good call. How could I? Sorry, go on. It would it would talk about all these like Rear window. Hitchcock movies, Rear Window, all the stuff. Movie. And then it had a clip, a 3D clip from the movie Birds. You know, and like you put on the... This is the first time I experienced true 3D. Not like the red, blue 3D, but the actual 3D. These birds flying at you. And like, we're like, oh, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> but anyway, the movie is Vertigo. Uh, Absolutely. Love... I have to watch this shit in film history. Love the movie Vertigo. Great choice. I mean, I love everything Hitchcock, and that's why I was like, you haven't really watched that many noirs. Like, he's done a couple. Yeah. Sort of, right? Yeah. Um, I really liked Rear Window. Yeah, Rear Window's well, that's a great example. Um, but yeah, um, I love the whole time travel-y, I, I, you know, I'm I'm born and now I'm dead and then I'm born again and all that shit that, yeah. that happens in Vertigo. It's like, what about, uh, perfect. what about North by Northwest? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a million great ones. The uh, the ones that like people really like, Birds. I don't, I don't love that movie. Yeah. Um, strangers on a Train is great. I don't know if you saw that one. It's about two strangers who decide, like, they get talking about how much they hate a certain aspect of their life. One of the guys really hates his wife, and the other guy really hates his boss or something. I don't really remember exactly, but they decide, okay, they're two perfect strangers. The one guy is going to kill the other guy's wife, and this guy is going to kill his boss. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them goes through with it, and the other guy's like, "Well, fuck! Like this guy's a killer, whatever." And the guy's like, "Yeah, okay. So like now you got to kill my wife, or I don't remember yeah. something along those lines." And I'm like, "Ah, this movie's crazy." Yeah, there's a lot of great, great Hitchcock mysteries. Even the TV show that he did, Alfred Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which was like an anthology Hitchcock series. You Twilight Zone was fan? amazing. Yeah, yeah, Twilight Zone's great. What about Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, also in Disney World? Yeah, but that's just. You go up, you fall. Yeah, but it's the, Not the, the effort unrelated. put into that fucking... Oh, yeah. My mom loved that it. That hotel. Her, she's unbelievable. She, it's like you're stepping into one of these movies. <clears throat> Everything there, though. It's a, Oh, yeah, totally. Don't get me started, because I'll... The Terminator experience they used to have. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Drive the motorcycle out into the theater. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Great, but I think now... Unless our recommendations are going to be... Rides from Universal Studios and or Disney. I could recommend so many. Uh, I think now's a good time for recommendations. What do you got first? Because I feel like it'll roll more naturally from what we were talking about. Okay, so mine is an A and E TV series, and they also made a movie. And I probably already suggested it once before, but because it plays in so well with the theme of today's episode, it is uh, a show called Nero Wolf. And I believe the movie was called The Girl with the Spider Earrings. 
the show is um, stars Timothy Hutton and uh, let me see here. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm blanking. Anyway, this the show stars Timothy Hutton and has a cast of characters uh, or actors that that um, play a bunch of characters on the show. But what I found really interesting about the show was other than Timothy Hutton and the main detective, so this guy was the, de- the detective's assistant, uh, all the characters were different every episode, but played by the same actors. So it was almost like uh, an acting troupe, right? But okay. like, you know, in, in this one episode, this guy's like a deranged killer mechanic, let's just say. And okay. th- in the next episode, he's just like a, a businessman who sells flowers just off to the side. Okay. You know? And it's so like, like goosebumps. I feel like there's a lot of repeat actors that but, play different roles. But in this this wasn't this is like more intentional. Like it's always the same group of actors playing wildly different roles and different murder mysteries. Like mm. noir murder mysteries. And it is fantastic. Watch the movies, watch the show. It's only one get, season, I think. Just get into it. Yeah. And but each episode is like a movie. It's great. A noir movie. Check it out. It's a parlor mystery. Sorry. Because he does gather them all at the end of every episode. And he's like, one of you is a killer. And I know who it is. Are you excited for... Uh, the train Murder movie? on the Orient Express? Yeah. 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 I'm also excited for it. I'm excited I'm to see to say it. Johnny... I'm excited to see Johnny Depp play a human being. You know? Oh, remains to be seen. Well, but I, I suspect... Oh, you mean like a... Oh, yeah. Like literally, you mean. Like not like a weird, kooky... Yeah, just play Matt like a regular person. Yeah, he's got a crazy scar and eye, though. Well, he's, he's like he's, clearly like a... He's going to be a criminal, right? Like a yeah. mob boss or something? Is yeah. his character? Yeah, Whitey Bulgery. It was pretty good as Whitey. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think it looks cool. I really like how they did the trailer. I'm not going to lie. Because mm-hmm. so many trailers... I just haven't seen a trailer done that style. I like how they just like label... They're like, these are the players. That's all we're going to show you. And right. I'm sure there will be more trailers that like ruin it as a... I hope as, not. As they are wont to do with trailers these days. But if they just leave it at that, that's enough for me to get into it. My recommendation has nothing to do with anything that we talked about whatsoever, mm-hmm. even tangentially. Um, it's music. I recently discovered a hip-hop duo called Golden Rules. Uh, Didn't we talk about that already? Did we? Did I recommend it already? Did I recommend it Oh, no. You, I think you just showed it to me. Okay. Remember? I, I, yeah, no. I think you just had me play it. All right. Well, I mean, we can double check. We'll edit that out and post. If no, no, I no. Recommended it last week. Go but anyway, it. I just have all these music recommendations because I recently, uh, basically, I was at Sonic Boom and I was looking at the used stuff, and I just picked up a bunch of shit that I didn't know what it was. <laughs> that was like super. That was priced. The price was right, and I just like, you know, listened to it on the listening station. I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a duo composed of. Um, Paul White, who is a a producer from London. Um, He's done a lot of stuff with Danny Brown and a rapper named Eric Eric Bidness from Florida. Okay. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like this year, this year has been a really good year for hip hop. I say that every year. Hip hop is just going strong. There's so many like exciting acts, but there's still just kind of like a, I don't want to say universal sound, but it's like rare that I hear a hip hop act these days that really introduces something 
that I haven't really heard before, if that makes sense. Okay. And I feel like Golden Rules kind of did that. I think this album came out in 2015. I didn't hear anything about it, but then I was recently, I watched an interview with Most Def, or the artist formerly known as Most Def, Yasin Bey. Mm-hmm. And then I was listening to Yasin Bey Radio, and this song came on by Golden, by by this group, Golden Rules, um, featuring Yasin Bey, and I was like, oh, this is sick. And then I found this record, and I was like, oh, cool. Anyway. It's really good. I don't even. I can't even really describe it. I just feel like if you're into like alternative hip hop, definitely check it out. We could. We could like. Obviously, we'll post a song. So how did it go unnoticed? Do you think? Uh, I don't. I mean, hip hop. There's so much rap out there that mm-hmm. it's very easy for. I would say every week there's probably like five to ten releases that come out that are new hip hop records or projects, and people most people don't hear about them. You know, like there's people that dominate the airwaves and the people that they're connected to, uh, you know, receive some of that same attention. But it's kind of like if you were not involved with like Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, J. Cole, maybe. I don't know if you weren't like featured on one of their projects or they didn't do a song with you or you Mm -hmm. weren't a producer involved. There's tons of shit that goes unnoticed. Um but yeah, I, anyway, I just thought it was really great. It was really refreshing. It's got kind of like a weird bluesy, like funky bluesy feel to it. Okay. I don't know. It's strange. Well, whatever. We'll put a song on. Yeah. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. But, uh, you know, it's not like Buck 65 at all. Yeah. But I compare it to the feeling. Like when I first heard Buck 65, I was like, what the fuck? It's like country rap. <laughs> but in a way that yeah. I don't hate. This is kind of like that. I was like, "Oh, there's enough to connect to, but there's enough that was kind of refreshing for me, and I, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been really enjoying it." Uh, so yeah, Golden Rules. Awesome. Um, the album is called Golden Ticket, I believe. I could be wrong. All uh, right. Well then, might be self-titled. Let's fucking check that. No, shit it's called out. Golden Ticket. It is called Golden Ticket. I just, inf- I just checked. Yo, is our Caribbean food here yet? One minute away, according to this. Oh, we better wrap Long it up. Long ass then. time. Um, Okay, next week I think we should do maybe an anime episode. How do you feel about that? Feel great about it. I have a Crunchyroll account now. Let's do it. So what do we got lined up? I don't know. We'll see. I feel like we got, no no one of the things we do have lined up for sure because I remember suggesting it. What's that? It was suggested to me. Uh, it is one of the new anime or not? I mean, it's new to me. Produced by people who are involved with Cowboy Bebop called was it Bunyo Stray Dogs? But, I don't know, man. But I'm going to find out right now. But yeah, we'll do an anime uh, Bungu. Bungu? Bungu Stray Dogs. Okay. That'll be the hidden gem. Because it got recommended to me by like four different people when I was like, yo, tell me what anime I should be watching. Is this a movie or a series? I believe it's a series. Okay. Um, I also had a You Gotta Love It, but I can't remember what it is either. Well, we'll track it down. Oh! They're, yeah. All right. Whatever. We should do the Berserk berserk there was a 2017 berserk yeah. movie that has just been torn apart and i watched a clip of animation from it and it was hilarious okay so that's that's the other that's the other one then right berserk and bungo stray dogs i hope <coughs> i'm saying that right boom all right all anime until next time lovers keep loving it i guess right. excuse my babble i talk until i get lengthy certain topics get the best of my interest don't mean i'm friendly 
Running like a leaky faucet See we toss it to the side Throw it in the closet Very rare for me to lose my cool We in a school full of stools Sitting at a table dissecting these facts like they ain't true Who told you you can get away with telling me lies Before you swallow oxygen look me in the eyes Reflection in the mirror we don't recognize it Paint a canvas in my image put a frame around it Don't even hang it cause I'm looking like they're supposed to be me Analyzing every logistic, how can I fix it? Changing everything but what I need help with. See, now I'm tripping, now I'm fishing for a crack in the ceiling so I can ditch it. Rules golden like the mouth that I speak with, the bite the tension. Counting me to let you down, cause that's realistic. Rules. For the job, took a handsome ride Now his face is everywhere, but he's hard to find Super prime on the grind and a mind of times Gains from the game in exchange for a sober mind And young and you can hug the block But it won't hug back until it do And it squeeze and your spine goes snap Light feet chasing paper Then his lungs just collapse Ain't no freedom at the trap It's as simple as that Pay a hater no mind Because that don't matter Wild whip slaves, you can just kill master. With slaves getting brave to guard master's interest. They too shall fill it once we snap the clip in. Ha! It's no threats, only oaths. Get well to catch hell. Shop open, get a dose. Medina hours, baby. We never close. And however the banks go, this balance don't broke. Shalom, bro, line, bro, line. 